what do Disney and The Handmaid's Tale have in common? Mm, that one hit. You might be like, Taylor, you're a drama queen. <laughs> it's true. But not when it comes to this. I'm really not exaggerating. And today on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I am going to explain to you why. But first I want to put something out there, okay? We all need to decide collectively as one. Me, you, you, and you. Yeah, you, I'm looking at you right there, okay? We need to decide. Are we going to reward or punish women who don't back down and speak their mind for crying out loud, whether they agree with you or not? Because let me tell you, we are seeing this play out where we go after these women like the Blair Witch Project who, God forbid, speak their minds. And it's not cute. It's not a cute look, okay? So for you Star Wars fanboys who jerk off to this stuff, which I'm not blaming you, I'm not judging you, I'm here for you, I'm here to lend a helping hand if you need a break, if you need. But if you're not, I'm not gonna get into the weeds of the situation, but I'll give you a little flavor, okay? Gina Carano may or may not have heard MMA superstar paved the way for people like Ronda Rousey to go and kick some ass. Yes. She was basically on the witch's trial. I like to call it the scarlet letter. Like I say, in my last episode is Hester Prynne reincarnated because she was just fired by Disney from the Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars like spinoff show on Disney Plus, because because Gina consistently posted controversial things that people in Disney, in the Mickey Mouse Club, in Ursula's lair, did not like. Okay, things like voter fraud and pronouns and um, masks. Okay, etc. I don't find them offensive, but the one that put it over the edge is a post she re put on her story in which, and I'm a Jew and I'm saying this. Okay, people thought it was anti-Semitic, and I'm telling you, I do not think that it was. Because she basically says the way that we're all turning on each other right now because of our differences and beliefs is what happens before Hitler like came in and, and that whole, yeah, okay, we know how that goes. But she's not over here being like, Hitler, you do the damn thing. Oh, I see you with that mustache. It's sexy. Oh, yeah. no, she was saying it was awful and wretched. And the next thing we know, if we don't be careful, A leads to B, which leads to C. Okay, we're not doing alphabet lesson, but you get it. Okay. Next thing you know, there are calls to fire her on Twitter, of course, because the Twitter mob is done with their knitting session for the day and they need something else to get personally upset and lose sleep over. So Lucasfilm came out and was like, this is abhorrent. This is terrible. Da, 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 da. Next thing you know, gone, gone like a Wookiee is not especially when it's in your bathtub drain. Now she is moving on to do something with Ben Shapiro in the Daily Wire. And she finally spoke out publicly over the weekend about what happened and her experience, like straight up calling Disney bullies. To which I say, number one, number one, Gina, I don't know where you got the idea that as a woman, you can like, 
speak up and go against the big guy and, you know, like speak up against the system. I don't know if like you got that idea from Frozen when Elsa like freezes the whole goddamn town or from Moana when this bitch is like, yeah, I'm like 11 and I'm going to park the sea basically and go hiking on a volcano by myself. Like, I don't know where you got this idea in your head and these subliminal messages But how dare you think that as a woman and as a girl, you should like speak up and defy the odds and not back down. I just don't know where you would have the audacity (laughs) to get that message. How many movies have been like this? Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. They were all like, no, bitch, I'm going to go walk on sand. I'm going to go be with the hot ass prince. I don't want to do your dusty ass windowsills and your crusty ass laundry anymore. That is what's crazy is this brand has like built itself. on being like, you can do it little girls, except for when you say something that we don't like, or that upsets the Twitter mob, then like you're fired. You don't count. Let me tell you something too. Disney has been, oh, how do I say this? They're scary as fuck there. I'm just going to say it. I've hinted at it earlier in the podcast like way earlier in episodes, how they're fucking scary and you don't want to cross them because they are like that bitch in middle school who will throw your bologna sandwich against the wall and then shove your head in the toilet. Like that is them. Now they have also given me really great opportunities as an entertainment journalist, right? Like I went to New Zealand. I was on the set of Mulan, which was a once in a lifetime. It was the first time I met Meryl when she was promoting into the woods and I was like breathing her air in New York city. I went to the set of black widow in London, like not that long ago, which was awesome. Talked to scar Joe. She's a boss, loved her. They've given me really great opportunities, but it's like the secret. It's like the biggest kept secret. I feel like in our business that they are a bunch of bullies. And Gina says this, she says, in the interview with Ben Shapiro that like they have been on my case and trying to shut me up. Disney wanted her to sit with like a media coach and do extensive, like even more, 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 apologize more. And you have to be more apologetic, more, more, more. And she's like, I can say to my core that they are bullies and that they have bullied people behind the scenes. And she even says like, I am not going to call out a per, an experience or a situation I was in that exemplifies this because I don't want to sell anyone out, but it's a real thing. And she says, like, I've gone to bat for people behind the scenes. Like, I can only imagine. Even the way she found out she was fired was so vile. I was like, this just straight up Regina George shit. She found out on Twitter like everyone else. And then she said someone accidentally emailed her, like, I'm tracking the Gina... Carano news on Google news alerts, whatever. So she's like, that pretty much tipped me off right there. But like, this is the kind of shit when I heard this, I was like, I'm not even surprised. And listen, I have friends who work at Disney who are fantastic and make it the happiest place on earth, but they're holding that reputation by a string. Cause it's just like such a beast. It's just such an overwhelming, like powerful beast, which she talks about. She's like, people are abusing their power. She says like, I'm, I'm, and I feel the same way. Like I'm all good with power. Take more, like more power pun intended to you. But when you start abusing it and ruin people's lives like this, that's what she says. Like, it's just not okay. I remember when I was in LA, like other reporters would be like, oh my God, I'm afraid of Disney. Like they're so cutthroat. Either they won't give me access to things or they do. And they threaten my life. If I write the wrong thing about them, it's for real. I have a friend who is like the sweetest ray of fucking sunshine you will ever meet. 
And she used to do publicity for them. She quit because she said they had such a toxic, like female on female work environment. She couldn't take it anymore, which I talked about in episode 50. So do a little throwback Thursday on that one. So not surprising, right? I remember when I interviewed Nicole Scherzinger, I told the story in a recent episode and she was promoting Moana and was talking a little bit of smack on the fellow Disney film Lilo and Stitch and the female publicist straight up clotheslined me like a fucking linebacker being like, bitch, don't you dare run this or else I know where your family lives and your dog, even though you don't have one, but your future dog, but you get what I mean. They always like, I, there, there is that toxic environment. And again, I always found it so ironic. Cause I was like, isn't this supposed to be like the happy, friendly, imaginative place when really I just like want to go home and cry to keep it 100 as we do here, this has semi happened in Disney's own castle walls before. Just a few months ago, Letitia Wright, who's in Black Panther, retweeted a video that was questioning the COVID vaccine, number one. And number two, people who watched it thought that there was transphobia in it, which like, why is everything transphobic? Like wondering about the difference between a male and a female biologically is not transphobic, but okay. Now we don't know if Disney was actually behind this, but next thing you know, her whole Twitter and Instagram accounts were sucked up by Darth Vader, gone, gone into the galaxy far, far away. What this Disney's doing? I don't know, but it's a game of clue. You do the math. Even Yefe Lu, who is the star of Mulan, when the movie was coming out, she had tweeted supporting the Hong Kong police when there were the pro-democracy protests going on in Hong Kong. Now, she wasn't reprimanded like Gina was, but she was awfully quiet about it after that. You can only imagine. And in either of these cases, I'm not saying Disney had a hand in like laying down the law, but it makes you think, right? Both of them were awfully quiet on the topics they were vocal about after that one of them, which... The fairy godmother just dissipated their social accounts into thin air. And here's the thing that makes this whole thing crazy, okay? Agree with her or not. You can't deny that there's some bias or some shiz because Pedro Pascal, who's in the show, who I've also met, I actually met him on the set of Wonder Woman and super nice guy. And she even says in this interview, like, I have no ill will. We have a really special bond. But the thing is, like, he's posted similar, if not the same, if not worse things than her. And there's no none of this. The Blair Witch Project, witch trial is taking off duty. They're taking their winter vacation when it comes to PP, Pedro Pascal, I'm six. Because what? no one's, he's in the abyss. It's okay. So is it like, is that a sexist thing? Or is it like, he's in line with you and your point of view? Hmm. So this is where it's like, you can't deny it because someone else in your company who is a man has posted the same ass shit and he's collecting his paycheck, his benefits. He's going, he's doing it, putting on that mask. And the funny thing is he's the Mandalorian with a fucking mask. So he could be played by Chuck E. Cheese and no one would know. But no, she's the one who got. And listen, I've heard many woke mob arguments that are like, Disney is family friendly and they need to protect their reputation. They just can't be letting bitches like fly off the handle out here and saying whatever they want to say. To which I refer back to Pedro Pascal. To be honest with you, even though I'm not in Hollywood anymore, 
and not working with Disney, like even saying this just now is scary. They are such a force to me reckon with may the force be with you, but not because like, I'm scared of you for real. Like they will come after you. And the sick part is I saw an article today and I don't know if it was, I don't remember the outlet. I think it was decider, but don't quote me. And the writer who is a guy was like all pissed off because clearly Gina is not backing down still. She's not apologizing. She says, like, when I was going through this in the beginning, I did my rounds, my apologies. She said that they wanted her at first to sit down with, like, 40 people on a Zoom, basically, to just, like, berate her. She finally is, like, enough. And she's going to a place now where she can talk and work. It's sad that it's even come to this. It's, like, really super sad. And she says people are afraid for their jobs, which is why they can't speak up, which is a whole other ball of wax, which I experienced firsthand with my own little eyes in Hollywood. It's for real. This piece basically says like, I guess Gina isn't apologizing. And I guess like, she's just going to keep posting because like, she seems to show like no signs of slowing down. Guess she's going to keep posting then, even though it cost her like the career of her lifetime. Really? So you're punishing this girl even more than she already has been for speaking her mind and sticking to it. People are like starting to come on to this shit and they're over it. Like they're over Hollywood caving to what everyone wants. You guys probably saw after this all went down, cancel Disney plus was trending on Twitter because people were like, no. And she even says in this interview with Ben Shapiro, she's like, this was the role of a lifetime. I know how hard everyone works on it. It was the like basically the role of my dreams. And she basically says, I've been like losing sleep in my bed crying for a week. Like, it's not like it's been a walk in the park for her, but good for her for sticking to her guns because we know we never apologize to the mob. It's like when you're in, in middle school and the principal calls you in and she's like, Sally, why did you put that spitball towards Justin? And you're like, because Justin was a dick and he broke my heart. And the principal reprimands you anyway. Like you don't apologize. Justin deserved that spitball. (laughs) I'm not a fan of apologizing to the mob. And she makes an excellent point in saying, if I do that, it gives little girls and little boys, it sends them the message that these big companies can get away with abusing their power. And that's not okay by not apologizing, by not buckling, by continuing to work elsewhere and create her own projects and do her thing is actually amazing because guess what? Like Cinderella and her rotten ass pumpkin carriage, this story is nothing new, okay? We have seen time after time women in Hollywood be ostracized for speaking their mind and sticking up for something. This is nothing new. So good for her because hopefully it breaks the trend. For instance, remember when Kat Sadler left E because she was like, hold on a sec. Let me think about this. Why is my male counterpart, Jason Kennedy, rolling in the dough, has a gold toilet? Not really, but I don't know. And I am just as qualified, if not more, and I'm making a fraction. And really risked it all and sacrificed it all. And what happens? E was like, good riddance, ho. We haven't really seen Kat Sadler since, right? Like she does her podcast, but like, have, have we seen her? No. After all that, because Hollywood doesn't reward you for your virtues. It rewards you for shutting the fuck up and putting a muzzle on you. Like the handmaid's tale, shut up and be good. 
and then you're rewarded. Like they wanted Gina to do. I actually talked to Kat about this right after it happened. And she's like, I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. People are fired up. People are fired up. No more, yeah. you know, accepting the inequality. No. So I had to take that leap and do it. I did. And now, you know, I'm here to just band with everybody else who's also wanting change for the good of all, for this country, for women, for, for everybody, for the next generation. That's why we're doing it. Now in hindsight, it's kind of a bummer because like nothing happened, but that's my point. Hollywood doesn't want you to stand up. It wants you to be a sheep. Imagine if you're in this monumental like moment, because everyone was paying attention to that when it happened. They were like, damn, good for her. Good. And it was right when Me Too was like popping. So not so much like the sexual abuse stuff, but it was the idea of like, as a woman, I'm standing up and I want to get what I deserve and not be taken advantage of. And you would think they'd be like, rolling out the red carpet, pun intended. And instead they were like, go mop our floors, bitch. We have seen this on both sides of the aisle. We've seen it on both sides of the aisle. Now, what is really pathetic is, and pretty wild, cause I've never like seen this out in broad daylight like this, but I read a story in the Hollywood Reporter about Gina being fired. And they had a quote from a crisis PR rep who literally says, I'm gonna read this. She says, Cause we all know like there's a narrative. Okay. She says anything that's going to affect the left is a problem. And she basically says, my clients have been extraordinary has have given extraordinary effort to put what the social left wants to see. So that's the first time I was like, dang, Daniel, like that's just like out and about. So we remember this happened. Obviously, this is the case of Gina, but it's not always, th this is the thing, it's not always on this one side, right? We also, before I get to the other one, that's not on this side, that actually was like shitting on Trump, was Stacey Dash. You guys remember that whole thing with Stacey Dash? She had super controversial comments a few years back, basically saying like, she didn't support, B she's black, didn't support BET because she thought that it like segregated black people even more. And was essentially canceled. Now, what's crazy? I actually ran into Stacy at an event like right before COVID struck down like Hercules belt on our existence. She talked to me about it. She was sitting at a table with her publicist. It was like a luncheon. And here's the twist. BET had like banners hanging from the ceilings because they were the sponsor of this event, which was all about highlighting um, Black women in entertainment, right? So I'm like, here's Stacey Dash at this event, however many years later, when the BET like national anthem is playing on repeat, basically. I asked her about it and I'm like, here you are at this BET event. What's going on in your head? And she says, like, I never left. I never left the community. Like, I'm still here. I would love to even join forces with them, right? But here's what was, and by the way, she was a total sweetheart. Like I could have talked to her for hours. I was doing like the crouching tiger hidden dragon, like next to her. She was like trying to enjoy her couscous. And I was like, let me just like sit on your lap, like Santa and let's chat after everything. She still said, I don't regret anything that I said. She was like, I think that people may have misinterpreted it, but she says, I stand for what I believe in and I don't regret any of it. That's a boss bitch right there. Now, another one who's on the totally other side of the political spectrum is Kathy Griffin, who posts a photo, a photo shoot of like a Trump head, a bloody beheaded Trump, right? And she fucking hates Trump, which we know, bitch was canceled too. And I've met Kathy Griffin many times. And let me say, she does hate Trump. She would say it to me every time I talk to her. 
And whether you agree or not with any of these women, you can't deny that at least they stand for something and they don't waver. Like respect. And Kathy Griffin took a hit too. Do you guys remember? She still hasn't been able to recover. She lost her job as like a correspondent on some network or some New Year's programs and lost deals. And I heard lost money, like all sorts of things. And I think it's just climbing back now. But like I said, every time I met her, she always had that conviction of like, fuck this guy. So it goes back to the question. Are we going to reward or punish women who don't back down regardless of where they stand? Even Rose McGowan, who's not like a super righty, like she, she calls out, (laughs) I fucking love this bitch. You guys know, I just love her because she always calls out the system. Like she calls Hollywood a cult. She calls both the democratic and conservative Republican parties cults. I'm just like, this bitch is speaking to my soul, but I love it. And guess what? She also was ostracized from Hollywood because she wasn't doing me too. Like she's always been about me too. She's one of the women who first came out against Harvey Weinstein and she has never changed her tune. And I've heard other people like other reporters who are like, oh, she's crazy. Like she's unhinged. I'm like, why? Because she wasn't wearing pearls and a black dress and being a phony baloney, like all these other ladies who went out, you know, in support of quote unquote times up by the way an A-list actress uh, had told me once after I finished an interview with her, like kind of off the record that, you know, time's up, like purposefully wouldn't invite Rose to their meetings when it first started. She offered me this girl to like talk about it more in depth with me for a piece. And I followed up with her reps and it never happened, sadly. Like I said, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. It's a full circle cul-de-sac. But that's another example. It's like she did it, but not how you guys like. And she's still fighting about it. She still goes on lives and talks about it. And she's a little kooky. Yes, she's a little bit of an acid trip, but I am here for it because she just doesn't change her tune. Do women have to be in these like little boxes that like you want? It's almost like, you know, those like um, things on Christmas where it's like the little wooden doll and a bigger, I, I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor, but that it's that idea. It's like, you want them to be in this packaged little thing. And if not buy, here's where I bring it back to the beginning with the handmaid's tale analogy. Okay. I talked to a writer of the handmaid's tale, not that long ago. Kira Snyder is her name. Handmaid's tale is the most like existential Guys, if you're listening, like you probably haven't watched it, but I'm sure you've heard. It is like the most depressing existential shit. And women always say like, oh my God, we're so close to getting there. We're so close to getting there, which I always roll my eyes and I'm like, you're pretty free, stop. But when it comes to this, this is when I'm like, oh wait, they have a point. Because Kira and I end up getting in this conversation, right? I tell her that I pose for Playboy. And I'm like, isn't that feeding into the very thing that Gilead is this made up place in uh, this, this dystopian country or future in the handmaid's tale, right? Where women are like slaves, basically sex slaves. I say like, is posing in playboy sort of feeding into that? Because it's like being that male fantasy and objectifying myself. And then she's like, no, no, like that's badass, you know, like you were empowered forever. And then I say to her, would you pose? And she's like, no, no, not for me. And besides I'm too old. And I'm like, that's exactly why you should. And she has a moment and she realizes like, holy shit, the show that I write, that is the most misogynistic women hating dystopia. I've bought into it. She says Gilead is within you. Like I've almost bought into it. 
And it's really crazy because she has this realization that's like, oh my God, I bought into this thing that I hate. People would argue, well, you're feeding into the Gilead misogynistic mindset. What you're doing is you're exercising your choice to own your sexuality and do with it as you like. That's the essence of, you know, and essence of being, um, you know, I think a modern woman a feminist. And the thing with Gilead is they don't offer women the choice. The Gilead puts women in almost in literal boxes. What is the problem of putting feminism in apples? I think it's really dangerous. It's, you know, feminist is not a one-size-fits-all term, so it becomes very easy to divide a population when you when you kind of say, "Oh, you're a bad feminist or you're a wrong feminist." You. Uh, I feel like you were excited <laughs> hearing me talking about it. I mean, it sounds very empowering. You know, probably not for me. I have a an older woman's body, so you know, we'll see about that. Which is but, exactly uh, right. you should. Well, you know what? You're right. I'm buying into the thing. I'm buying. I'm buying the yet is within you. You're totally right. She says something really powerful, which is that you're given a choice at least if you want to pose and playboy if i want to pose and playboy but that it's it's expression right it's all expression that's what my thing was all about was expression expression of yourself whether that be how if you pose what you say what you write what you sing art you create it's expression and the fact that she says you have a choice this is why i bring it back to the beginning where i'm like Disney is two log ride splash mountains away from becoming this because they are not giving their own women a choice. It's not that far off. I, look, I even said I'm petrified of talking shit on them. Imagine working for that. And she says people don't want to lose their jobs and they're bullies and this and that. And I believe it. So they're not giving women a choice to speak up, to speak their mind, to speak freely, to be gung-ho and all in on something, whether people like it or not, but to not back down and to stand up for what they believe in. So unless more of us follow suit, right? It's a shame that people like Stacey Dash and Kat Sadler and Kathy Griffin all kind of like went under the radar. But if they follow suit of Gina being like, well, fuck you, I'm going to say what I want to say, get my message out there. And it's really like, it's a bad look for you that you're firing me. Like, I think that says more about you than it does me. That my friend is free. So I want to say, Gina, the force is with you. And also what a full circle moment, because that is what Star Wars, the original one fanboys, I'm looking at you. Like I said, I'm here for you, but that's what it was about, right? Like the little guy sticking it to the big force of meanness and evil. And that's exactly what she did. So good for her because can you imagine, you guys, can you guys imagine where we would be if women were constantly shut down and didn't stick to their guns about things that they believed in? We would still be fucking churning butter as housewives. Like not really with the butter because we're more advanced, but you know what I'm saying? Really think about all the women who paved the way when people wanted to shut them up or punish them. Now we have women as fucking CEOs singing about their WAPs, you name it. And it could only go up from here, but only if we stop shutting each other up. And you know what? If Disney wants to come after me for speaking truth, I have three words for your ass. Hakuna Matata, bitch.